Hello, welcome to the Physique Mastery Podcast. This is Scott Tuzana, along with my man, Brian Cron. Today is all about nutrition and probably the most common question we get asked when uh, potential clients or new clients come up to us is, can you make me a meal plan? Something I can just <laughs> stick to. It's something that just came up. We both, uh, Brian and I, did a coaching call with a client yesterday. And during that conversation that came up, you saw our kind of the guidelines that we initially give to clients um, to get them started off with. And uh, he just brought up the topic. Hey, do you guys ever give out like a set structured meal plan to, uh, to your customers? That's it's usually something I kind of, eh, it just makes me real uncomfortable. And uh, it's something I used to do in the past. And then I realized I'm just, whenever I give a meal plan, I'm just kind of forcing someone to eat the way I eat, like the meal plan is based on foods that I enjoy and foods that are easily accessible to me, um, foods that help me stick with the diet. Because as Brian and I have mentioned before, we're very structured. We 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 enjoy structure. Uh, eating several of the same meals throughout the week is really helpful to us. But um, I never like to get to a point where I'm like set eating the exact same meals every single day all day, every day, a set blueprint just doesn't appeal to me at all. I find whenever I get myself locked into a meal plan, I feel restricted. Even if, even if that meal plan has certain treats in there and allows for some of the, the foods that I really, really enjoy, if it's still set in stone and I want something in this moment right now and it's not in my plan, it stresses me out and stress is the last thing uh, that you need when you're trying to cut yeah. uh, going through a fat loss phase here. Yeah. So what are some of your thoughts when you get approached with uh, a client asking for a meal plan, Brian? Well, uh, well, obviously, first of you, uh, you have to address the legality fa legality factors that you know, if you're not a registered dietitian, you, you can't legally send out a meal plan. So there, there's, also, there's also that. But um, I'm the same way, man. I mean, like, I'm big on structure, structure and consistency. That's probably like the, the defining thing that separates people who are successful from people who just make a little bit of progress and then fall apart is having structure and consistency. But I agree, you don't need a hard, rigid meal plan to make that happen. Like you just need some basic rules that kind of fit your, you know, that fit your, your, what you're trying to achieve. And that doesn't mean, yeah, and that doesn't mean, you know, 6.5 ounces of, you know, white fish. Oh, tilapia, right on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know so, I mean, uh, like just, I mean, it, but it's an individual thing too. Like I notice when I look at how I personally diet versus you, like you're a little bit more flexible than I am, mm -hmm. you know, and I just, just going through um, your 12 week diet that you Put together for our for our, our sculpt system product like how you ate over those what was there eight or twelve weeks twelve weeks yeah well yeah um yeah like you had like obviously it was successful but you had more flexibility than I would be normally do I'd be a little bit more rigid mm -hmm. but you know it works like it's such an individual thing you know so, so you, you you probably I think what some people will notice uh, the people go through our, our, our physique mastery sculpt system 12 week fat loss plan there. They'll notice that the first four weeks I was a lot more 
a lot yeah. less flexible. Yeah. And the reason yeah. for that is that uh, we were coming off the holidays and everything. I was super duper flexible. I just completely let loose during the holidays. So the first four weeks of that cutting phase, I think, mean, eh, I don't need to be flexible. I don't need any of this food. Uh, and I was more aggressive with my fat loss in those early stages. And then I, I tapered it off. I took a nice slow and steady approach the last eight weeks, where I was only, only wanted to drop, my goal was to drop a pound a week. So that gave me extra calories to play around with, a little more room for flexibility. Um, so yeah, it just depends where you're at, how, how rigid. So there's, there's times where I can be less flexible, but hey, if, yeah. if it allowed for it, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. it worked for me. And it was all just yeah. based on, on how I felt in the moments. There's some days where, again, that's the downfall of having a rigid plan. If there's days where I don't feel the desire for bumping up the calories or a desire to have a treat, Yet it's in my plan. Boom! Today's your refeed day. Today, today we have chocolate bars and burgers and pizza in your plan, and I don't feel like it that day. It, to me, it's just a, a wasted opportunity. If if I don't need it, why go for it? So yeah. we really teach our. I think there are people. I have had clients come up to me and say, "I need a meal plan. I need you tell me what to eat. I will yeah. eat it the entire time," and they will. Um, but the thing is, you don't learn anything during that yeah. process. You're following a yeah. set plan that's based on someone else, really. You're not learning yeah. how to listen to your body, listening, yeah. listen to the cues, and um, learning that, hey, today, I, just because I, I have a scheduled refeed, if I don't feel it, I don't have to do it. And other days where you're like feeling, oh my God, <laughs> your body's giving you all the, the cues to, you need a break, yeah. you need to get a little mm -hmm. more fuel in you, you take advantage of those. So that's, I think that's where our, our guidelines, guidelines yeah. are much better than a structured, a set plan, a rigid plan. We have structure yeah. in there, but we don't have a rigid um, plan in place. Yeah, like having, having just slightly more general guidelines, is, I find it's a lifesaver because in, invariably, Unless you're a seasoned pro at this and hyper focused, invariably you're gonna something's gonna happen and you're gonna kind of quasi screw up. Mm -hmm. Like like they'll be oh man they'll be out at some function of some kind you'll be like oh boy okay I'm gonna have to try to you know you'll make the best choices you can and if you're committed to a hard strict meal plan then that would be a fail mm -hmm. and then and then you'd be like oh frick you know I blew this one. Whereas if you're just kind of in a more like just guideline mode, you can make that work. Make the, you know, whatever that, that kind of sort of off meal, you can make it work within the day. And then just the next five or six days, you're near perfect and everything comes out in the wash. And every, like it's such a much more mentally, uh, you know, liberating and just like less stressful approach to things. Exactly, exactly. And you get to yeah. kind of, you're planning your nutrition around life you're you're making yeah. your nutrition plans suit your lifestyle so if you know next saturday night you're you've got some sort of gathering plan yeah so you're going out with with your buddies you, you know that yeah. okay i've got to be really good i can be extra good leading up to that whereas if yeah. a rigid plan if you're following a rigid meal plan and that yeah. evening happens to be set on a low calorie day like you said it, <laughs> like, you end up right. going a little bit off you feel like you screwed up whereas yeah. You can really plan for that ahead of time with a flexible plan mm -hmm. and and just 
yeah, leading up to it being really, really good, having that little splurge, and then being really good afterwards. So you're suiting it to your very lifestyle-driven is the mm -hmm. approach that we like to take, for sure. Yeah, and one thing that you, yeah, that you mentioned and that, uh, that you did that I really like is uh, starting much more on the strict side and then kind of slowly mellowing out, as opposed to, you know, some of the advice you see, oh, just start by, you know, eliminating, I don't know, you know, eliminating soda, you know, like, like you, you kind of went, you jumped into the deep end and then you gradually kind of relaxed a bit. I think that's a, a much better approach too, is to kind of get, start off on the stricter side. Cause you see, the big thing is you, then you see the results really quickly, yes. which in, in itself is very motivating. And yeah, that's I, a big I, reason for it, for sure. Yeah. yeah especially in the beginning, seeing results yeah. is an incredible motivator. So it, it keeps you, it adds fuel to the fire. Also, you you have more fat, so you're, you're, you can be <laughs> more aggressive and yeah. the risk of losing muscle is minimal compared to if you start a little bit more relaxed and you're just making subtle yeah. little adjustments and then you get to the end of your cutting phase, you're like, I gotta buckle down, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta cut even more, cut even more, your risk of muscle yeah. Muscle loss is greater, and you're also like the mind games. Like you're, it's a struggle. Yeah. It's a challenge. You're you're getting leaner and leaner. Your body's fighting against you, yeah. and you're trying to be stricter and stricter. So yeah. this way, the reverse approach to it just it made yeah. it, it made it easier to handle yeah. the, the end of the cutting phase, and it also made the transition from cutting to maintenance that much easier because I was working myself up towards maintenance towards the end of the cutting phase. So yeah. although fat loss was slower and slower, it was all planned to be slower, yeah. which is bringing me right up to maintenance where now I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm able to, to hold this yeah. and maintain this physique rather than feel like I got to, all right, the cut's over. I got to freaking pig out like crazy and um, go nuts there. So lots of little good mental perks yeah. that come with that approach. Yeah, that's an interesting point too. It would make it easier to make that kind of mental shift into maintenance if you're not, you know, super, you know, being super, super dialed in on a hyper strict nutrition plan and all of a sudden it's over, you yeah. know, that's uh, that's a big, I always, I always say like, that's the toughest part of a, of a, of a diet is when it's all of a sudden it's over. Now it's like, okay, how do I, how do I maintain now? So you kind of worked your way into maintenance, which yes. I thought that that was very, very clever. Yes. Oh, yeah, it, it, oh. it definitely, it certainly extended the cutting phase longer because it was a slower approach towards the end. Yeah. But it's, it's perfect. I think it worked out really, really, it pays off in the end. So. Yeah. Now, if you were getting on stage or something though, that's, that's a little bit different. Like then that, those last few weeks, it's, it would be, well, actually, no, I'd still, I, I, I prefer to grow into a show. So, uh, I find the guys who are more strict towards the end are the guys who look most depleted on stage, yeah. the guys who look more run down. Whereas uh, the times I've been on stage where I've grown yeah. into the show, uh, I look fuller, I'm more energized, uh, I feel better out there. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course you have to be, <laughs> can't grow into the show if you're, if you're still kind of fat though, unfortunately. No, no, you have to be crazy. <laughs> for, that's why it always pays. It always pays to to start your cutting phase well. Give yourself way more time than you think you need to get there, um, yeah. and then kind of coast into it afterwards. And uh, yeah. Adam, I had Adam do that in our in our group coaching. I had him do it for his last show because um, in the past he would 
take that strict approach at the end, the, the two-a-day cardios, the yeah. stricter and stricter yeah. with the diet, yeah. and then the contest yeah. is over, and within a week, you're up 15 to 20 pounds, whereas this time, he's he's maintained. It's like seven, eight months after post-contest, and he's only up a few pounds, uh, five pounds from his contest weight and staying lean and happy. And um, yeah. So it's a, it's a much, I think it's a much better approach to contest prep and just overall well, mental well-being too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's doing really, really well. I was, uh, I was, I was vo- vocally nervous for him because he, yeah. he had died. He so freaking long for that show. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. But uh, I, I was confident he was going to be fine because I knew I was bumping up his calories <laughs> towards the end. I, yeah. I, I knew I, I was ready for him to, to put you at ease after. <laughs> I knew he wasn't going to be bumping up. But back to our meal plan thing here. Like that's what we often do with our clients. First off is. Rather than us tell them what to eat, yeah. we have our guidelines. Like really, if you want to track your your calories, uh, here's a here's a target, a baseline estimate to yeah. hit for your caloric target for this week. And uh, we may give them a protein target to start off and let their yeah. fats and carbs fall where they may. Uh, but the main thing is just rather than tell them what foods to eat or, or even kind of what hitting targets, just. All right, journal your food each day. Send us what you're eating, and we will tell you where you can make small little improvements uh, mm-hmm. to your nutrition. I find that we're we're working with what they're at, what they're used to eating, rather yeah. than uh, in the past when I initially started coaching clients. I like I'd have them send me, all right, what are all your favorite foods? What are the types of foods yeah. that you usually eat? And you get this long list and everything like, but it doesn't say well how often do I eat this? Where is it? Yeah. If they're sharing their food journal with you uh, every day, then you get to really see their normal eating patterns and subtle little changes that they can make in those eating patterns. So just just starting off by journaling your food intake and then seeing where you can make those subtle little changes and improvements and then making sure you're hitting the, the caloric target and your protein targets. And then we can get into the little intricacies afterwards. Like this is like, this yeah. is down the road after you're, you're seeing the progress with just hitting your caloric target and making sure you're getting in enough muscle sparing protein in your, in your meals. Um, then we can kind of play around and say, all right, well, you naturally seem to consume uh, 40% carbs and, and 25% fat. Let's see if we can manipulate those a little bit and see if your body responds a little bit differently. It's, those are, it's usually the minutia at the end. You, you put in all the, the foundation has been laid. You know, certain caloric target is working good for you with that protein target. And now it's just, it's just subtle little changes to see if their body may respond a little bit better to higher fat, less carbs or more carbs, a little less fat. It's, it, then you start playing around a little bit, but that's, that's like down the road. That, but it seems to me that's the stuff that people want to get into immediately like set my macros up right away and and make sure it's just it's just uh i don't understand all these macros what should i be in here i'm like fuck just keep it simple hit that caloric target at first and uh, the protein target's a good one to aim for because it is it is muscle sparing during a cutting phase and then we go from there absolutely absolutely much easier way to do it Hundred percent, hundred percent. Meet meet people where they're at, yeah. And and make a plan suit your your lifestyle. It, it has some flexibility built in there, and that's I see some people going overboard. I think 
don't know. It's still. It, it seems to be kind yeah. of dying off a little bit. The whole Skittles and and, yeah. and donuts and all this other like people who really try to make pizza and all like make junk really a big part because it fits my macros. Uh, I think we're kind of getting a little bit away from that where you still want to focus on the, the quality, nutrient-rich foods because that's what's going to give you energy. And then when you need a little treat, I mean, you can have like yeah. 200, 300-calorie treat here and there throughout the day. Eat some of your favorite foods. But a lot of your favorite foods should be good, healthy, nutrient-rich <laughs> foods. I was just talking yeah. with... a. With Mike, my workout partner, Mike, who, who dropped 30 pounds during this last cutting phase with me. Um, and we're, we're talking about it. He's, we got Easter coming up here and there's going to be, he's like looking at the list of foods that he would normally make on Easter. He's like, man, a lot of these things just don't appeal to me anymore. He wants the good yeah. nutrient-rich stuff and just don't feel that kind of desire for uh, a lot of the crappier stuff as often because you know... Whenever you indulge in it once, you're like, this is why I don't eat like this all the time yeah. anymore. So you want to kind of, it, it's good to have flexibility, but don't get so wrapped up in, I have yeah. to eat all this crap and yay me, see, see, I get to eat all this crap all the time and, and still lose weight. It's, it's yeah. to focus on the majority of the time being good, healthy, quality, nutrient rich foods. Yeah. I think kind of what got lost in all that was the point was you can fit almost anything into like even a fat loss diet and, and still reach your goal. And just by having that, but embracing that and having it run in the back of your mind, that, that lowers stress. So then all of a sudden when you do have a, whatever, handful of freaking skills or whatever, or pop tart, <laughs> then all of a sudden you, it's not a big deal. You don't stress about it. You forget about it. You go right, you know, you keep cruising on your plan as opposed to, oh my God, I can't believe I ate that. I blew my, I blew my night. Well, frick it. I'm just going to go off the rails till Monday. And that's what truly sabotages people. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, that was the good that came yeah. out of it. But then it just went to like with everything yeah. in our industry, going to extremes <laughs> on, on certain yeah. things. And, um, yeah. I definitely say that I, I, both Mike and I and others who have gone through the cutting phase with us have been enjoying our favorite foods throughout the process but it's it's this i don't want to say in moderation but it is to a certain degree i i allow those favorite foods in my meals a lot of the healthy stuff are my favorite foods anyways the good quality stuff that i'm eating every single day is my favorite yeah. foods but some of these treats like if i have pizza what i've learned throughout this process i mean in the past I can pound a pizza myself. I can easily have 12 slices. That's usually what I do. And I get to the point where I'm so full and stuffed. <laughs> but knowing that, like being flexible with my diet and allowing yeah. pizza in there because I like pizza, but keeping it to four slices, like I really realize it. shit, I enjoyed those four slices and I, I don't yeah. feel stuffed and sick and just gross. Yeah. I feel good about it. It was treat, got it out of my system. And uh, now I can move on the next day. So you don't need to go completely bonkers with it. Absolutely.
Uh, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. Pizza's my crack, man. I can't. Oh, that's, 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 yeah, that's the one exception. It, it has been to me. <laughs> Honestly, it has been to me and it blows me away. Like the first time I stopped at four slices, it was, yeah, I, I intentionally bought a smaller size pizza knowing that there's, I could only get four slices. Um, and I was like, you know what? That was, that was good. It worked for me. And then, yeah. then we bought a larger pizza and I was still able to stop at, uh, the four slices. And I, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty, pretty damn good. Pretty good. So it's, Learning, <laughs> learning as I'm going along. That's for sure. Well, while I was in California, we went for pizza, but I showed up late and didn't get to have any pizza, so I promptly left and, and went to another place and by myself and had four slices of pizza right before bed and felt much better about myself. <laughs> That's uh, awesome, man. Yeah, there you go. It's crack. Love it. Uh, okay. I think we're good. Uh, I think we're good. That's awesome, man. Okay. Great discussion. Okay. Hope the people listening enjoyed the content here. And uh, we'll be catching you guys soon. See ya.